0: Pelotero Pickle episode 79, we got announcements with our Program 15 partnership, then we get deep into the MLB lockout and new rule changes, specifically the shift. We got Chris going full salt mode, you're not going to want to miss it. Check it out. Pelotero Pickle episode 79. It is Tuesday, March eighth. I just got back to Texas. I was in Boston for the weekend with Chris Colabello. Joining me as always, Chris. How are you doing?
1: Got that crispy audio, dog. That's what's up. Oh, I got to say. Sorry, that was I just need, it was a ferber, ferberism, Furbathetical. Ferber. Yeah, we defined uh, a we
0: we finally put a wrap on uh, on Ferber's random questions. We call them I'm, I coined them ferbethetical. So it's like a hypothetical. With the Ferber twist, because he comes up with the most random but also appropriate hypothetical questions. Uh, can you think of one on the spot? Yeah, right now? like what How if
1: what if you couldn't do any hitting drills ever? Again, do you think all hitters would hit the same, and pitchers would pitch the same? Would numbers be the same? And I said, yeah. If you just yeah, if you
0: if you removed all practice from the game, yeah. no training for anything, would the game? We but what do you define
1: as a drill? And then he said, well, you could take BP and flips. And I said, well, that's a drill. And he's like, no. And I said, wait a minute, it's a drill. I said, how, how, how are we defining a drill? And it was all about you know, one-handed drills and anything that you could imagine would be a non-traditional baseball swing, right? And I said, well, why isn't that a drill? Is a, is a dry swing a drill? And I said, yeah, that's a drill.
0: Depends on what you're thinking. If you're thinking about something. We need a
1: Merriam-Webster's dictionary definition of the word drill, not the type that goes into the ground.
0: Do you want me to Google it right now?
1: No, no, not even a little bit, but I'm just saying.
0: How about a Pelotero definition of a drill? Okay. We'll start our own glossary. We'll we'll have our own dictionary. Universal
1: language? What? Pelotero
0: dictionary. A drill is any time you're trying to make an adjustment through physical actions.
1: With mental intent. Done. All right. Cool.
0: One take only. By on these, by the way, we can't we can't revisit. Got to so far, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Fire. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. So we were up in. Uh, where's Phil's new place? Is it Shrewsbury? Shrewsbury. Okay. So we were up. So last week we signed an agreement with the New Balance Future Star Series Program Fifteen. Uh, very excited about the opportunity with them. They're doing really high-end events that funnel all the way up into a national title game and tournaments. Uh, the title games are... Are they called title games? I forget what they're called exactly. But they have these events. Their main events, as what they call them, at Major League Stadium. So I think last year was Fenway and City Field. And it's just a really good opportunity to, to go get tested, get evaluated. And we're we're kind of like the the tech and player development partner there. So we were there gathering data, getting involved, learning the processes, very much trial run for us to see kind of what the workflow was gonna be like and it's gonna get better and streamlined and very excited about it. And uh, shout out Phil Price at Evolution Baseball. His new facility in Shrewsbury is awesome. He just put up, he on Twitter he put up all his new banners and stuff, it looks really awesome in there. EVO so, uh, 2.0. Yeah, just a really great spot and event was really clean. Uh, shout out to Shane Davenport, Exceed Sports Performance, Sports. What is it? Exceed. Sports yes. Performance. Um, force plate stuff was cool. Really cool. Isodine, really cool. Just really good opportunities to to help. And essentially, what we do is we take all the coaching notes, all the the, the scouts that they have there. We get to turn their notes into data, and. Ultimately, what we do is we figure out what the the player priorities are for development plans, and then we deliver those plans. Pretty simple.
1: Yes, they're national championship games, by the way. I just looked it up, and national I said yes. Yeah, nat- what did you say before? National title, main yeah. event.
0: Yeah, the main the, event
1: of the evening,
0: which is no. cool. I mean, I I want to go to Fenway and gather data and hang out. That's fun.
1: The, um, i'm over it yeah i, I no, i'm over it because i've been there i hit a hummer there
0: fenway's always cool
1: i know i'm just kidding always it's cool. always cool to go to big league yards
0: it's fun to be in the dugout for real you think they'll let me hit at these things
1: they should always let me hit that that is a showcase in and of itself no all right no. i'll stop no no it's no, yeah. okay if you don't want me to i won't it's cool
0: i think you should uh, yeah i it's over. I think it's over. No uh, If that was no! cool. Any uh any major takeaways from the event for you? Um,
1: I think look, anything any opportunity for players to to get to gain visibility is awesome. Um, and as Rich Gedman used to say to me all the time, as long as you have a uniform on your back you have a chance. And obviously the more eyeballs you can get in front of, the more better the the better chance you have for somebody to like you or, or point you out or recommend you to somebody else and w- when you're doing really comprehensive stuff we can find different styles of players that can be beneficial to the game and this actually brings me to something i want to talk about i was watching the highlights of uh of the UCLA Texas series, and they have the little leadoff hitter who's uh, five foot four, right? And little he's guy. playing a power five, and it just goes to show you continues to prove that you don't have to be everything in baseball. You don't have to be the guy that hits it nine thousand miles an hour. You don't have to be the guy that runs super fast. You don't have to be the guy that throws it super hard. There's different ways for you to fit into the game because ultimately, what it comes down to is how do you contribute to a lineup, right? And and then it's about blending the right. Types of players within a lineup. So, um, I, I, I think want it's to remember really what you just said a little bit, though. So he's sure. a
0: leadoff hitter. You don't have to be big to be fast. Correct. You don't have to be big to hit the ball far. You don't have to hit the ball far if you're capable of doing other things. It's like you need a, you need some sort of strength and you need some something that stands out from a tool standpoint. But that kid is well, literally to... 5'4", and he's like a little gnat on the field, and he's just a and pest. he's He's it's so hard he,
1: to get out. Tremendous bat control, puts the ball in play. Patient at bats. Those are those are the type of players that for years, baseball lineups needed because they were it, it just brought variety, right? It brings like a different swing of things to the to the lineup where it, there's no one way to pitch a team. There's no one way to just roll through a lineup and say, okay, this is how we're going to attack today. Because for the guy that throws a ton of strikes that guy's going to be pesky and follow a bunch of pitches off and and make him uncomfortable, and then you have your boppers. So I think that's – if you look at lineup construction, really, what you'd really want to have is is just some variation. Now, I, I can wholeheartedly say the 2015 Blue Jays were a tremendous blend of all of that, right, because I always reflect to that lineup. It's the best lineup I've ever hit in. Uh, A close second was the 2008 Worcester Tornadoes. Yes, I said the 2008 Worcester Tornadoes were a close second to the 2015 Toronto Blue Jays. But the point is, when you just have really professional hitters, and and this is kind of the conversation I've been having with a lot of hitters lately, is they ask me, "Oh, how's my swing?" I said, "Well, what are you trying to do, right?" And that's the first thing we have to answer. I think we have to answer the question of who do you want to be, right? Because every swing plays into some form of success whether it's you know you hit the the high the ball up and the ball in really well and kind of tend to swing down and across a little bit or you have a more upward path back shoulder gets underneath you let your arms extend out really well so you cover the lower outer third of the plate better and then there's a blend of kind of the guys that are in the middle and really it's about identifying who you are as a player I was the first guy, right? I was the down and across, needed to hit the ball up, needed the ball in, and then I, I literally did a, a, a three a 180, I guess, to go to the, the other end of the spectrum. So as I was making that change, and then I made the change back, is when I think I was at my best because I was blending both sides of it. So uh, I don't know how I got there, but I thought it was a really important thing to talk about from a hitting perspective. It's just, we need to be better self evaluators and just to understand that there's no there's no perfect player there's no perfect swing but there's ways to contribute to the game by understanding your strengths and really identifying how you can contribute and i think that's full circle how identifier showcases and events or showcase style events like the p15 stuff can really help players and and give them an opportunity to get seen on a national stage
0: yeah there's the the my biggest most obvious takeaway was the Guys that have spent time in the weight room, you could really tell they spent time in the weight room, and they were stronger. They hit the ball harder. They had better body control, more balanced. It, it's just such a necessary thing now to, and you don't need to be in there just absolutely powerlifting and trying to get huge, but you, it's it's becoming a prerequis- It's become a prerequisite for the game, I think. It's just you need to be committing time there.
1: Well, yeah, you need to be strong enough, right? You can't – I I look back to myself, and, and part of the reason why I probably wasn't all that good in high school is I had a, a body like a melted candle. I was like a wet newspaper and a fungo combined. Is that a good profile?
0: That's not appealing. That's not – from yeah. like a scouting standpoint, that's not yeah. great. Yeah, I was I was. Just, I, mean, I was 5'10", I, I 165 as a senior high school. I could still hit homers, but – I couldn't. My mistake, my miss had no chance going out. Like I had to really – it was everything I had, and it had to be pull side. So you just – you open up more opportunities. You you create a more – you're a more diverse athlete capable of doing damage in different ways when you're stronger.
1: I just worked on skill development, dude. I didn't – and when I say skill development, I don't even really mean that. I just went and hit in a cage, and I just hit balls, and I thought repetition was – Gonna get me to the promised land. I, and the only swing changes I ever made, I never did lessons with anyone. The only swing changes I would ever make were when I didn't get hits. So if I was 0 for 8, I would change something. I would change my hands, change my stance, change my my orientation with my feet. I, I mean, I if you saw me hit from my sophomore year in high school to the my senior year in college, or even my second year in the K M league, I probably had 29 different stances conservatively. It's a lot, yeah. It's I went lot. wide, I went narrow, hands high, hands low, uh, open, close like it, I did everything because I just try to figure out how to get hits,
0: which is the most important thing,
1: ultimately. yeah. Well, whatever stance had hits, I was Cal, I was the Cal Ripken of Milford High School, so
0: the I Cal Ripken comp- of changing your swings, yeah, not Milford of high school.
1: Of anything else, just of changing your stance. I wonder what
0: percentage of our audience will appreciate that comment. I got it. I'm with you. Cal Rip can change his stance every year, every every day. Maybe more more frequently. Didn't matter.
1: There there were two weeks. There were two week stretches you'd see Cal Ripken completely different. But I respect
0: it. Yeah. Well, respect he that. Good. He was pretty good. Uh, so yeah. In summary, excited about the partnership. Looking forward to more events. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really good. Uh, next topic, next two topics are kind of intertwined. MLB baseball. Doomed. Ugh. In the show notes, it says it's doomed. Games are canceled. Today is a deadline for another week to be canceled. Speaking of show the, notes, what do you think the the Shohei's owners,
1: doing? What's Shohei doing the, right now?
0: I read an article in The Athletic yesterday that uh, the MLB PA workout camp out in Arizona, there's rumors that he's going to go there next week. Who? Shohei. Oh.
1: I thought I didn't know we were still Yeah. That's awesome. You just
0: you just asked what Shohei was doing. I know, but then I, you I answered were your question
1: th- No, but you were you were kinda like still continuing the uh Emma, there's rumors and I didn't know when you go to the rumors. Yeah, I mean I look There's
0: rumors I, that he's going to the training camp.
1: So good. All right. So they were talking about on the topic of the lockout. They they were talking about uh Games have already been canceled. They've already canceled the first two series. And they're like, no, just kidding. We're not canceling the first two games yet because if we do it now, we can blah, blah, blah. Personally, just my my gut and the things that I know, my hypothesis has told me from the beginning that this thing ain't happening soon because – they're so far off they're still so far off the players aren't going to budge they're not going to budge they need to get what they need to get back because over the last four cbas they got fleeced they got fleeced and they let it happen and i'm not saying it's right wrong right. like the players were were consumed on their side obviously about getting salary to the right place and and getting the certain percentage of revenue that they deserve because that's that's what it's about. You're supposed to get paid what you're supposed to get paid. Like the market is telling you, these guys are worth X amount of millions of dollars, period, end of story. The problem was that the top end guys started getting all the money. And I think from a, from our perspective, from player perspective, the union was worked on trickle down economics for a long time. When you try to unionize something, you can't think about trickle down economics because it's not a free market, right? There's no free market here. So trickle down ec- economics aren't gonna work. Because if you if you as the owner understand that, hey, Mike Trout is gonna sell me a lot of jerseys, a lot of tickets, uh, a lot of Lamborghinis, whatever he's gonna sell you, that everybody's gonna come watch Mike Trout play, no doubt, no questions asked. But what the owners recognize is that nobody really cares if David Fletcher's playing second base or Logan Forsyth or name any other really solid three to five eight year big leaguer who has really no fanfare because he's not engaging he's not a superstar now if you have a massive instagram following and you're loud they're they're probably going to give you some dough they'll probably keep you around because they know there's fan engagement there right but they basically manipulated the system and that's why that the war metric exists it's literally there just to manipulate salaries it doesn't represent anything else they're not they don't care how good you are. Like, it's not about building this like system. The reason why they promote it and highlight it is because they, they can now value players from a business standpoint and then tell you what they're worth.
0: Do you think a fully canceled season is an option? Would that, and, and would that impact the owners? Just to make
1: change. Just knowing both sides. Yes. I think it's on the table because I've, I've been in discussions with players and I, I just know the other side I, the, you're not going to change the stripes on a zebra, right? You're not going to get Manfred to turn around, wake up, be a good human being tomorrow. Who doesn't have an ego the size of the state of Texas. Um, you're not going to get the general counsel league to, to, to be the same way. Like these, these dudes are, they're, they're vicious. They're ferocious and they, you know, they've negotiated in these ways for a long time and they've, they've won a lot of the negotiations. So they're, you know they're they're playing chicken right here they're like oh who and this is the whole point behind locking out and all this other stuff was they what people are doing is they're trying to you know see you know see who's bigger right like you're trying to figure out like who who's got the bigger uh character who's got the bigger uh ability to to stand their ground right and this for the first time i think the players are all banded together saying no, we're 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 going to hold because we've, we we have realized that you've done this to us for the last three or four years, and or three or four CBAs, and we're not going to be taken advantage of again because the, the, the problem, there's no scenario in which the average salary in Major League Baseball should have gone down in the last five years. None. Zero. And that's what happened. And they, you know, call it what you will, call it smart owners, call it smart front offices, whatever. There's no scenario in which that should have happened. Do you think there was?
0: Do you think, uh, just devil's advocate here, there was inefficiency in the game that drove salaries average salaries too high? Sure. Or so, like it's like, where's the? Should salaries be a percentage of revenue, or should it be based on performance? And where's the line there?
1: So the, the whole argument. It's, for, a, it's so an interesting economic in, question. In in nineteen in nineteen eighty six or whatever it was the that that it was the first time they discussed doing a percentage of total revenue as uh as a salaries the players actually said no they in that cba they would have gotten i want to say it was like 48 percent of total revenue for teams and they said no because the whole contention for for baseball was that we're not putting a cap we're not putting a number on anything because if you put a minimum or a maximum on anything it limits the amount players can make so the, the, one of my friends said it to me best over the last five years players get paid based on service time you get paid in baseball in baseball based on what you've done that's how it's been for years now whether or not the system's broken is not up up to me to decide because the heart the challenge with baseball is putting the emphasis on who you are right now and, and the statistical proposition of who you are as a player, it, it, it null and void so many of the qualities that players can bring to the table outside of, of of just what their stats are in any given year, right? And that's problematic because let's just say you have a down year when you're supposed to get paid. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we're paying you based on this. That's poo Puhagi. That's what they uh, talked about. friends Puhagi no nothing you don't remember that friends like yes David Schwimmer yeah so I don't don't, can't believe people think I look like David Schwimmer I look nothing like David Schwimmer not even it's I mean it's not even in the neighborhood
0: tall skinny dark hair
1: if you You want to say mannerisms sure
0: if if you put me next to you and said who looks more like David Schwimmer you win
1: that's like saying if you put a lizard next to a shark who looks more like a gorilla and you said the lizard you're, I mean like what, what are we talking about
0: I mean we could do a poll and see who comes out on top that's not even that's not looking like someone
1: that's <laughs> literally just being like oh well if I had to pick the worst of the, the less of two evils come on
0: man it's just no it's just funny that you're you're kind of a Ross anyway and you don't you don't embrace it I wish you just embraced oh, it I- and you're a huge Friends fan, so it it, yeah, you're it right. is appropriate. It's no no
1: appropriate. so so anyway, the back to the thing.
0: If you're like if Joey and Ross were merged. You got like some Joey yeah. in you. I don't think you have Chandler in you. I like Joey. Like this there's a lot of simplicity in Joey that I see in you. Yes. But with Ross, with Ross tendencies.
1: Nice. So okay. So
0: back to the M L B season being careful.
1: They they never wanted to put <laughs> A cap on salaries, right? They never wanted to put a threshold where it could cap salaries because players understood that they, that the longer they stuck around in the game, the more they should get paid, right? And then obviously you get to a point of diminishing returns when you're past whatever whatever age it is. But if you look back, and somebody asked me this a, uh, a few weeks ago, like, "Oh, you think anybody will ever be able to do what this guy, this guy, and this guy did?" If you go look at Willie Mays's last seven years of his career, relatively productive. But certainly not Willie Mays right Willie Mays should still get paid like Willie Mays in those last seven years he got the plate till he was 42 43 I think pulling so, it up and you know two he had was
0: 42
1: yeah so you look at his last he hit 130 of his homers over his last seven years I think six years uh
0: starting age age 36 season. He dropped down from 37 to 22 homers in 20. And then he never. And then he did. 13, didn't 28, 18, eight. eight so eight, he
1: never. Right. So 120 of he his career. He was still pretty homers. good
0: until he was 40.
1: So pretty productive. Certainly not Willie Mays, but what Willie Mays brought to a lineup, he was going to hit third every day. He was going to play center field every day because he was Willie Mays, right? We
0: know something crazy. What, what do you think Willie Mays' career earnings were?
1: Uh,
0: $1,788,000. If this is Price is Right rules, you're $1.825 yeah. million for his career. He played for 23 seasons and made $1.8 million. And now, guys, league minimum is 700 and so, inflation but, and blah, blah, blah. But Right, but... The TV deals. So, the, so the, 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 it, the the challenge here is the economics of baseball are upside down, where... Players want to get paid at the tail end of their career because of the whole arbitration and service time issue. But they want to get paid when they're not producing. And then the league was just like, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not We're going to stop paying guys just because they're old. That's my observation. <laughs> they're sure. like You're not productive anymore, so we're not going to pay you. And they're doing shorter deals for the older guys. When Bautista was holding out a few years ago and he ended up signing with the Braves, I felt like he was he was taking the punch for the veterans being like, I need to get paid to set the bar because if he didn't get paid, the precedent that was set in whatever year that was, 17, 18, whatever, I forget what year it was, but he had to hold out to try to get paid to set the bar. And then at, across the board, the league was just like, no, we're not doing it. We're going to call up a vet. We're going to call up a rookie or we're going to platoon rookie guys to split their service time, pay him a total of 500 grand a year, 600 grand a year instead of paying some guy that doesn't produce seven million
1: and and so they've sh- they shifted the narrative they started promoting their prospects so that there was a little bit of cachet around them even if they're not good like even if, then that's the problem so you're looking at a sport where the best players on the planet are not playing right now they're not necessarily all there. it's just not happening now I'm not I'm not arguing that Shohei Otani is not one of the best players on the planet if not the best player on the planet right that's not the argument. But once you get past that first or second layer that it's there's like a level players, there's B level players or C if you want to define it, right. And it's once you get past that B level or even like the bottom of that C level, mid to bottom of that C level, I I always use Logan Forsyth as an example. Logan Forsyth was a really solid player. This dude got to free agency, couldn't get a job. Like barely got back to the big leagues after that. And everybody forgot about him because the, the whole game was like, nah, you're not, you know, you're they not started, supposed to make 11 million.
0: They started releasing guys instead of going to arbitration with them. Dude, because it they was would have made more money. in arbitration.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the whole system. So if you want to change so from a, it
0: from a straight business standpoint, they're making better bit. The owners are making better business uh, with,
1: decisions without a doubt. But from a is is it compromising the integrity of baseball and what the game stands for is yes because you're not – there's no scenario in which that that young kid that could have had the production, that the same production that Willie Mays had the last seven years of his career is going to have an impact on the lineup in a clubhouse the same way Willie, Willie Mays will, right? So, there's just no this? way that could happen. Ball.
0: I want a spitball solution right now. Why don't you go base salary Five based, on, based on service time so you could have tiers up by service time. And then older players could opt down if they wanted to like Tom Brady taking a pay cut so you can get better players on the team and then do a, a revenue pool or do a pool based on revenue and then based off a war or some other metric that's agreed upon. So that way it's like golf tournaments, you get paid more when you win in baseball, you get paid because you sign a contract that's guaranteed. So it's just a, it's just a weird dynamic where you're guaranteeing and it's a guaranteed contract so what if you did a, a nice, healthy base and then pay based on performance? So that way if you sure. perform, you get paid. I think that opens it up to some selfish play.
1: Yeah, it, a, it, all, in, does, in a, it all does though. In a similar way,
0: yeah, where like a free agent might try to swing at 3 to hit a homer because the homer's worth more money. Like There's, right. there's always room for that. I think and, it would be interesting to do a base, a base based on service time, and then use the revenue pool and go off performance
1: the problem is the owners don't, don't want to show what they make They've, there's only one team that is on the is on the books that like we've seen revenues for I think I mean, isn't the, the braves the because braves? they have yeah.
0: the publicly owned or it's part of a public ownership group or something yeah yeah
1: and they're talking fan did a thing on how you know these guys are talking about losing money it's like it doesn't matter it, it literally it's like monopoly, dude. You Like you could lose $40 million this year. It literally does not matter. It w- will not matter to v- your valuation. Like the only way it'll matter is if you lose public interest and you literally have the inability to get people to watch the sport. And that's the problem is that's kind of what they're driving toward is like you're, you're now by trying to appease to multiple generations and, and really feel like you're not appeasing anyone because the older generation is going, wait, you know screw you which which brings us to our next topic the rules that they're trying to put in the these rules are
0: I want to before we get there would players ever go for uh, a base pay based on service time with performance if well, the performance younger if the incentive? younger
1: if the younger players are getting paid more the the problem is the disparity right when you create right. that much gap
0: so like a max scherzer it has to, paid, the, what, the young player needs to get paid more Max is getting paid forty million. Like, yeah, give him eight million a year, and if he earns another thirty-two because he's the best pitcher in the league, sure, then do that. But uh, there's so much precedent set. There's so much the problem. The there's problem so with much any stuff already created that they're never the, you could never move away from guarantee contracts. The
1: issue. The issue with. The and that's what Major League Baseball Players Association fought for for a long time, right? The issue with any of that, Bobby, is if you get hurt, you don't get paid, and that that was what they tried to avoid. Like if you don't if you don't play, you don't get paid. So, the guaranteed contract for a baseball player has was the single biggest win in the history of negotiations, which is why for years and years and years, the Major League Baseball Players Union was looked at as the strongest union in the world. But now. They lost a little bit of that luster. They got outgunned the last four years because they weren't they weren't looking behind the curtain. They weren't trying to they weren't trying to see, okay, what's the next move. They weren't playing chess quite as much. And now they're like, no, 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 we're we're getting these things back. We don't care what you say. So do I think there's a possibility of a full year lockout? Wouldn't put it past them. I I, I don't think they're budging. I think the league needs to come down on their demands. And if they don't, might have no baseball. Who it just comes down to who's going to break first, right? Like how many players are like what the, are the owners. Demands?
0: I know I have a much better idea of what uh, the players want, but what do the, the league want?
1: There's the, 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 uh, the pool, the, the arbitration pool money. My, my other question was, do you think,
0: amount. do you think the owners would ever want to make a push to just shorten the season? Because there's, there's, if the there's
1: owners longer... want shorter season, longer postseason. because the postseason is a different TV t- deal altogether.
0: But wouldn't they just keep pushing that? Like the they NCAA, won. the March Madness tournament makes the most money for the for college basketball sure. because there's I, sponsorship dollars, and it's it's not part of the regular season. It's sexier. Did, why don't you do like? You go, why don't you do a first half playoff? They're talking about a
1: fourteen. They're talking about a fourteen team playoff. Now, a lot. yeah, like the season's already long, Like, and I, the, so the players want shortened season to expand playoffs. The owners want. Keep the season the same because it's still beer and ticket sales. But I so thought like, they were.
0: I thought they were trying to make a push, in like canceling games. Now doesn't matter because they don't. the The early season games aren't especially profitable.
1: Yeah, who cares? Like April in Boston. April in Cleveland. Up? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, April in like Cleveland's example. brutal. Look, the 162 game schedule was i don't know is it, is it too many should you cut it to 154 142 it's
0: it's a big problem if you start changing it for the history of the game because then guys i understand that too. yeah
1: because yeah. everybody talks about oh well Babe is yeah well, nobody's ever gonna have the cumulative statistics anymore so and then oh you shorten it to 132 like tony gwynn might have hit 400 you know what i mean like it, that's that's the issue with changing things it's I don't know. If you want to do it, it's because th- th- all the changes are for commercial standpoints. Like the league, the league is just trying to figure out how to attract new fans, right? They're just trying to, trying to figure out how to attract a younger generation of players. So they're doing they whatever just teach they can. the game better. Yeah, make, you think?
0: Make people love the game. Instead they should make, make the make critical thinking
1: the aspect of baseball be sexy. And they don't, they don't know how to.
0: I mean, they got broadcasters just talking trash about the game for nine innings. It's. It's brutal. Which brings us to the next point now. So we've got some new rule changes that the, there's been some agreement on. So we've got the ban on the shift. We've got pitch clock implementation and larger bases, which seems f- hilarious that making the base bigger was part of collective bargaining. I So let's start with the bases. I wish they went double base at first, go softball rules, get the like that big orange base you could do a sponsored base they'd make money on that put a logo on that base yeah um, cuz it doesn't they do matter. i See, think already taco cheap, bell cheap, gets the uh,
1: base stealing thing in the playoffs
0: yeah just so just make a big logo uh you still get the main base but then you get the side base for the to play at first which realistically is safer bigger bases in general like the base at second is that really an issue
1: i don't understand the bases why is you it need like a bigger base like harder more third?
0: surface to like touch when you steal a base what is the purpose of it i don't
1: Played get Played in that. the atlantic league when it happened didn't know the difference Literally just change nothing. Um,
0: first base is the only issue, and just make it a double base.
1: And oh, by the way, it's the big league, so it doesn't ever it, like the only time it really there's a chance to get impacted is when the pitcher's covering because the first baseman knows how to get his foot off the bag. Right. And unless you got a real prick running down the first, like he ain't stepping on your foot. So,
0: right. There's and, and, some bang and, bang it, and oh, by there the way, some bang bang plays that happen. Yeah.
1: But oh, by the way, with a bigger base, if he wants to step on your foot, he's still going to step on your foot.
0: Right. If if it's a double base, now you've got dedicated areas. Yeah, there's then a clear the guy, distinction. Then if the guy steps on your ankle, then you suspend him or something. You just Yeah,
1: you, just, he, you out, Or dog. just call him out. If yeah. they
0: touch the wrong part of the base, you're out. Uh, which he can still step on your ankle if he wants <laughs> to. Exactly. It. it still exists, but it makes it more So the
1: bigger base is distinguished. whatever. Yeah, literally, literally the, the most kind of whatever, whatever rule of all time.
0: The uh, pitch clock. Sucks. We were it's talking so pre-show. Stupid. Like the reason games it. are longer because of commercials, and pitch changes. So they did the pitch change thing last year, where you got to face three batters. Or, is it three batters or end an inning? Yeah, is that what it is? You can't. You Which,
1: can. You can throw one batter to end an inning.
0: And and the the late game matchups has gotten absurd. So I don't, I don't like it because you're messing with strategy. But also, when you have four pitchers in one inning, like maybe just don't let them warm up. Just like you got to go and just throw something instead of getting out there and taking a commercial break and waiting for the guy to throw the pitches and having meetings and blah 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 blah.
1: Off carts a, from the bullpen. Nice. Get the yeah. carts back or have the bullpen be in the dugout. San Francisco is basically in the dugout. You just like the bullpen guys are all in the dugout, you just run down the line. Yeah. That was yeah. way easier so, when the bullpens were all on the baselines. Now there's only I think Oakland, San Francisco, Chicago.
0: Yeah, just to eliminate warm up pitches. You just got to come in like you're a position player. You just got to get out there. You already warmed up. You don't need to warm up. No, it more a, exciting. Guys will get dotted the, up like the, crazy. The pitch, the pitch clock.
1: The Listen, here's the problem. The pitch clock thing is stupid because for all the times that somebody was going to throw a pitch and the pitch clock was not going to be an issue, the pitch clock doesn't matter. Right. So, like, there are guys that work fast. And realistically, I watched the University of Florida's pitchers pitch. They're all getting it and throwing it. Good for them. They keep their defense on their toes. Great. So games get long and draggy when pitchers are like monotone. So you, they're calling it a pitch clock. But the issue is now a hitter and a pitcher who get sped up, you know what they're going to do? They're just going to go timeout.
0: Time. time out.
1: Time. Timeout. Yeah. Which is going to make it longer because <laughs> now you're going to call time. You're going to get an argument. It happened to me in uh, but the in whole, AAA. the
0: whole, the pace of the game thing has always existed. Some guys work quick. Some g- guys work fast. And some guys work slow. I just said the same thing in different words. So if a guy's working quick and you want to throw off his rhythm, like call time intentionally, like get dug in, back out. It's stuff you do intentionally as a hitter to try to mess with their timing. And a pitcher will get up there and just stand there and wait to, to impose on the hitter as well if the hitter's slow. It's part of the game. And the commercial breaks, what did you say earlier? It's 2.15. It's
1: 2.15 for a local regional game and uh, 2.45 for a national.
0: So we have guaranteed time. Like, are they, they're not volunteering that, that. I guarantee that's not on the chopping block. No, no chance. For, for negotiations because that's revenue. I like, I like the in-game ads. Just keep the game going. I think they should keep a feed of the field at all times and just run commercials like in the sidebar or put them on the screen. I would love if they showed infielders warming up between innings. Make it feel Do like you re- you're there. Do it's, you a, realize- it's such a different experience watching TV and then going to the stadium where you watch the guys take the field. And you watch them play catch. Just leave it on.
1: Do you realize that
0: less people change the channel too?
1: Do you realize that in a national TV game, in a national TV game, nine innings—it's so it's five minutes and thirty seconds per inning break. So the top half of the first ends, and then the bottom of the first—that's five minutes and thirty seconds in an inning. And now you do that times nine. We're talking about almost an hour of time that goes by. It's like fifty-one minutes of commercials. Like it's, it's like absurd. It's 50, 50, 49 and a half minutes of just commercials. So the game itself, since like when the pitchers get their own, it's still a two hour and change game. So if you could, if you could speed up the breaks, but, oh wait, we can't do that. You know, and then what What are they going to say? Watch. How, often like, would,
0: how often would a pitcher be ready in the umpire's town and wait?
1: So many times. Like, dude, in the playoffs, it was ridiculous. We'd be standing around on the field. I There was one inning in the playoffs where I ended up throwing seven ground balls to each infielder. And I was like, are you guys serious? Do you guys want more balls? Because like, usually my barometer at first base was two to three per guy, right? Because after the second one, I would ask depending everybody if, quick, they, yeah, if they wanted on, if the another gets one. Out, yeah. I would ask everybody if they wanted another one. In the playoffs, there was one inning where I literally remember throwing seven ground balls to Donaldson. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, is this serious? And then, like, you've got people, the umpire will like, stand off the side, pitchers got the ball, catcher stand there with his helmet up, waiting for the hitter, like, and then waiting for somebody to look. I get it. That's why people get paid, it's because, you know, those advertisements allow the game to get paid. There's definitely more creative ways to do it, and again, it's it's gotten to the point of commercialization. I, I, I'm telling you, the pitch clock is going to make it worse. These are all 2023 rules, right? They're not. They have yeah. They have I the possibility so. to be rules in 2023 or whatever. That's if the league.
0: Robo you know, currently banned. Uh, but let's weird because it shift. doesn't work. Yeah. The shift. So you played in the Atlantic League with the shift. You're telling me that there's like a. The little plug they put in the base with the little like little what are we little whiskers that pop up? What do we call them? Fuzzies,
1: those? hairs, hairs, fuzzies, whiskers. I think I like whiskers. Yeah, little, whiskers plug, is good. The
0: little foam plug, they just put that out on the field. They just dug a hole and stuck it out in the field. And be like, you can't go past that. So second it baseman, w- you can't go past that. It was I, literally. I, I think you should do some chalk lines out there. Just let's, let's start putting chalk lines. No, no,
1: you know, you know, it would be hysterical. Oh is if you could only play within your within your box at all times so if the ball if the ball is past that you could only get to the line and then you'd have to like
0: like a video uh, like keep, golf carts keep, with a gps yeah, keep, and you're you like, have to keep beep, 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 keep, keep
1: both keep feet in bounds while you're diving for balls like you oh or was it were his toes down does it a catch
0: i have a a map it's a field map with like all the defensive position circles and like where the overlap is so yeah that would that would eliminate defensive collisions too you just make it so that like Guys can't bump into each other. Like electric collar, electric yeah. fence situation. It's great. I love it. Let's do it all. Yeah. I don't – people are big mad about the the, the shift. I don't care. I, I feel like the the professional game is so different now that I don't care. It's literally
1: – dude, it's so
0: – The shift – will, th- will, like, will this trickle down to the college ball because now there's more shifting in, at the defensive the thing, level?
1: The only thing – Bobby – Literally. it's gonna be
0: annoying. it's gonna be annoying when when hits are given up and the guy is literally like he's up against the barrier and a base hit happens and he's like i I wanted to stand there and how like, how wh- how that's gonna be annoying.
1: How can you put a restriction on where a guy plays when there's never been a rule about where the guy has to play?
0: Well they need to be in fair territory except for the catcher.
1: yes, correct.
0: That's the only rule. But they, it's uh, feet on the dirt, which I've heard is not strictly enforced. And then I, I asked on Twitter, what happens if the guy's out of position? What if he's, like, illegally positioned? And they're like, we don't know. Somebody said if the ball gets hit to the person that's illegal, illegally positioned, it's an automatic hit. they like, oh, so there's zero incentive to be out of position because it doesn't do you any good. I just don't get it. I don't. I think you pay attention to the game. So back in the day, we used to do a game called Best Game Ever. And it was like a, a training game. It was four players per team, four outfielders. If you hit the ball, if you hit a ground ball, anything that didn't get to the outfield grass in the air was an automatic out. So there's no infielders. And the outfielder could, outfielders could position themselves wherever they wanted to. They could stand wherever they want. It's a four-man, four-man team out there. And the hitter just had to get the ball in the air to the outfield and touch grass. And if you did, it was a point. It forces you to pay attention and understand where guys can and cannot hit the ball. So if a guy's dead pull, you stack that side of the field. If they go oppo, you got to be spread out more. And weird, the best hitters, and the guys that hit the ball the hardest, were that got the most points. You wanna, so you're putting all these fake rules in. It's just you start you doing fake funny? stuff. You start doing fake stuff, and it's there's there's no end to it.
1: I got a funny for you right now. We this, talk about like
0: focusing on the things that don't change. All this stuff's gonna change. All of it's gonna you, change.
1: You'll appreciate this. Um, I literally just looked down at my phone. I have a text message from Cito Culver, who you know, Cito, and uh, he said, "I said I'll I'll free up in about you know 15 minutes." And he says, "Okay, nothing serious. Just want your thoughts on some of the rule changes in the state of MLB right now. I don't get to talk baseball as much as I need to." or I would like. And uh, I said, yeah, man, I'll I'll give you a holler after. And then he said, I think I have some different takes on it. So I was almost gonna bring him on. I was like gonna send him the link and just have him pop into the show. But look, it's a topic of conversation because it's a topic of conversation because people are putting it in front of our faces and they're going, oh, look at this. And there's nothing else to talk about. We really aren't gonna know how it's gonna manifest itself. To your point about the hitting game, Hitting is creative. We played a hitting game in high school, and with our legion team, it was the same thing. We'd have six pitcher, like six play. We had an eighteen team legion team: six outfielders, six infielders, and six hitters. Right, and each group of six was a team. The rule was, if you were in the infield, you couldn't leave the dirt. You couldn't go onto the grass. So, like, you literally had to do the the both feet in catches. And with the six with the six outfielders, you scatter them however you want. So, if you got a pitcher on one of the teams that you think is slappy Johnson and he can't hit you bring three outfielders in on the left side, right? Like, cause you think he's going to cut some stuff. And to your point, it made, it made you pay attention. It, literally stuff like that is helping raise awareness for players. We have too many players who are unaware of how to hit. So all the guys that want to make the arguments to me, I'm like, dude, nobody's asking you to hit the ball the opposite exactly where you want to against Degrom, bro nobody's saying hey do it against Degrom." that guy's nasty he's gonna deal no matter what your approach is right nobody's sitting there saying hey get 11 hits against Degrom tonight but i am saying against a middle reliever who like just got called up from triple a like maybe establish some dominance dominance over that guy and have an approach and a process and a plan that will allow you to create the outcome you want more often than not not all the time nobody's saying hey you've got to do this on command. So let's stop changing that narrative.
0: Geez. I, I have a, an overarching comment on all this. I think baseball got too smart. Where- mission returns. Before all of this analytic stuff and all these advanced metrics, the game was played out by the people on the field and the managers would go out and they'd game plan And now we've got cameras tracking every human on the field at all times. And you can statistically position people based on probabilities that just aren't – you're not going to get there with the normal human just paying attention to the game. Like they used to shift Joe Maurer because he would slap doubles down left field line and he didn't pull the ball. And like DJ LeMay who goes oppo, so you just shift the left fielder to the left center. You just pay attention and you – Position accordingly.
1: There were shifts when Ted Williams was hitting. The shift in the right
0: center, yeah, but the shift in the right center, I don't love. But it makes sense because why would you take more time? You're basically creating the timing of a shortstop with better range. Makes sense. It's logical.
1: Well, it's because it's a shorter throw.
0: But exactly that's what I mean. It's the timing of a shortstop with position with on that side of the field you,
1: you can't you can't put that guy in left, in left center for the righty i mean like look it's just right, strategy because you, man. you
0: run the first base you don't run the you're third.
1: you're trying to but like honestly like if you if you were a left-handed hitter and you could get out the box a little bit like you'd welcome that ground ball in the in the four hole the three four hole right because you're like it's a knock dude it, I listen when people started talking about it ain't about getting hits, like hits don't matter. That's when it all got cloudy to me. I was like, come on, bro. And and not to mention, you want to talk about pace of play? Oh yeah, let's promote the walk to people. So literally, guys are actively not swinging at bats. They're suicide taking on three two. Like, what are we doing? Like, what?
0: Like, I love what are we? That do? term suicide Walks. take. Walks are
1: so boring. Like walks are brutal. I used to think a walk was like kissing your sister. I was like, man, you call it,
0: the, I don't know, if a suicide take. Uh, I I was gonna say kamikaze take, but that's still the same thing. I like I like the where it's going. I wanna I wanna you need to dude, workshop that one.
1: I I just don't like the boring parts of the games are the ones blackjack, that lack activity.
0: Blackjack take yeah.
1: the hitting manifesto. Wow, what yeah. a hitting manifesto we got put in front of us. I'm not gonna give credit to anyone on it because they chose not to sign it, but
0: Yeah, and it's better it's better comparing when it's anonymous.
1: Hitting hitting to blackjack. Pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, we can put that out a for place. the world to see. Baseball's in a weird place from from a negotiation standpoint, lockout standpoint, the rules, the I think baseball just got too smart.
1: It's cause it's everybody a... wants to have an opinion. And when everybody wants to have an opinion, it sucks.
0: And then when the the ultimate incentive is not to make the game better, but make more money, correct. Well, then, like then it's then it's tough to win in that scenario.
1: And to to the point I just made, like you've now taken getting the incentive of getting hits away. So like, where is the real compete in the game? I don't I don't understand. Like the compete is to try to hit a homer and to walk as a hitter. The compete is not to try to win the game and get more hits. Like getting a hit is a win.
0: Putting putting the ball in play is too risky. So you have to either hit it over the fence or walk. And pitchers Solid. don't want you to. Pitchers are trying to just strike you out or walk you, and limit damage. Uh, who benefits the most? What what player benefits the most from the ban of shift?
1: Your boy. Yoigalo. No, I I still think Joey Gallo is going to hit about a buck ninety, but that's well, that's funny. the
0: funny one because he's been vocal about it. So now he's uh, he's yeah. hot seat right now. Because if he still hits one ninety, maybe you're just not a good hitter in the he's still in the big leagues
1: with a four something war that's the gonna crazy thing it. is the
0: thing the thing he needs to do is focus on going oppo to open up the field and open up his and swing make box. his
1: swing better that won't make him hit 190 and is still going to hit 49 homers a year but maybe i hit 265 and like hit like 30 more doubles too like that like whoa
0: producer patrick has, has nominated bryce harper as the a big beneficiary lefties a lot of lefties will benefit from it stacking the pull side is tough for a lefty Do you I, think they're gonna let many main and Machado run out on the right field line anymore I kind of like when he does that
1: it's I fun. just I just think it's stupid
0: but also takes time to run out there they do it pretty quick uh Gallo is he's the most vocal I saw I saw a tweet about it for the players with the most shift um like the percentage of, of pitches where they were shifted. Gallo, I would think, was third on the list. Jose Ramirez was way up there, which surprised me.
1: Do you realize that for every ball that you get making out on in the shift, there's got there's another ball that you likely get a hit on that wouldn't have been a hit if there was no shift. Like, I don't um, think people you would need
0: to present metric. You would need to present some, some I, but I on
1: well, like, one. all right. So that's if a very you, time. Cavalier time no, 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 no. It's not a cavalier statement. Yeah, it's, it was. It's the, it, no, no, no. It's the same thing as the strike. I that agree gets, with your logic. The ball, and the ball that gets called a strike, because if you've got the second baseman deep in the four hole, right, you've got the second baseman deep in the four hole, and you just happen to hit a ball right where the second baseman would normally be playing straight up. The shortstop's too far over because he's closer to the bag. And that ball gets through and it makes you go to your right in the outfield when it would have been right at you. Like a ground ball to the right side is not – like all, not all ground balls to the right side are created equal from a left-handed uh, uh, cheap hooker, right? Like, you get
0: what the, I'm saying? They, they're positioned that way because the statistics say it's beneficial okay. too. So but you're going to get more outs than you're going to give up random hits. I'm, I'm going to disagree. You're a big. You love play You love poker. It's percentages. They're just playing the odds. That's all they're doing.
1: Every time you shift, you've now created another opportunity to get ahead. Just like every will, time
0: you, every time you make a bad call, they, you can win. Doesn't mean it's they, good. Doesn't they, mean it's right.
1: I agree with you, but
0: there's no. But like, you can't say I agree with you, but no, I
1: agree with you, but I'm not agreeing with your logic. That saying like shift positioning in a defense in a certain type of way now opens up possibilities for other hits to happen like this binary look at it and saying like oh well the shift we got to get rid of the shift like dude like i'm sure gallo got a lot of hits that he wouldn't have got like we can go break it down but baseball's getting too smart you said it before you said it before
0: they're playing the odds i'm my only point there is you can't just say
1: no i can say because the the jam sandwich the jam sandwich that was a fillet is a knock like we, nobody's, like, looking at those things and saying, like, oh, well, if they weren't shifting, would that have happened? Would the outcome of the play have been the same? Would his mindset have been the same? We'll let it play out, and if Joey Gallo hits 190, I'm right. If he hits 214, I'm right still.
0: I would, I would also be right because I, I think he's just not a good hitter from an average standpoint. So that's not the argument. The argument for being right here is that you're claiming – the shift creates more hits as many hits as it takes away hits you're saying yes, it's like a, it's an even yeah because situation. you still
1: have only nine defenders cuz you're like oh you're going based off probabilities but like run production run production is run production is not being prevented because of the shift bobby run prevention is being prevented cuz hitters suck and pitchers are getting better
0: i would agree that that hitters aren't making the adjustments to avoid the shift and that's causing problems. They're not they're playing into the probability that the defense is could great created for themselves. So that's why they suck still. I hate it. But hate if it, the right. if the hitter doesn't make we're full salt mode, full hundred percent, hundred and ten percent right hate,
1: now. I just hate all of it. I hate I so you you tell me I'm a statistics and probability guy all the time, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's and why I, I'm I'm struggling with your Listen logic to me. Here
1: statistics and probability are not objective measurements. How about
0: that? If you if you don't if the hitter if they put a defensive shift out there and the hitter does not respond to it and make an adjustment, then they're playing into the percentages. So, what hitters AA, aka Joey Gallo has he made an adjustment or does he just keep doing what he's doing and that's why he just hits the ball in the shift. And yes, the the ground ball at the second baseman now is a hit because they've given him that hit but they take away the double to the right center because there's a guy standing there they what take the away double the have, what does the they, double to
1: the right center have to do with the shift they, about ta- they take now. away they, about
0: they, they, the, 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 sec, yeah, the second baseman standing in the outfield now so the top spin line drive over the second baseman is now a one hopper to him and he throws him out by 40 feet instead of being a base hit
1: yeah okay but so if you then, don't, if you don't, if Joey Gallo the, doesn't the, make the adjustment, but the then... seventeen hop ground ball that he hit right at the second base, that the fuck, that the guy that's out there, I was going to say fucking, and now I'm going to say it, that the guy was that we have to go explicit on this episode now, that the guy was playing like, how we need, to, somebody, the, the needs giving, to show me, somebody needs to show me, somebody needs to show me data that says that the 17 hopper that went to the right to the left of the shortstop the right of the second baseman or whoever you put out in right field like somebody needs to show me the data that 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 doesn't become a hit because not all ground balls and hook line drives and, and whatever are created equal there are still hits in the shift there are still hits into the shift David Ortiz used to get them all the time I watched it Like so, what I'm saying is there are still hits in the shift
0: taken away. Okay,
1: but there were hits that he got that wouldn't have been hits if they were playing straight up. Like I don't, I'm, I think I'm crazy when I'm talking, and it's so logical to me, and I, I don't even know why I say it because then you and I get in an argument, and then I got to deal with trying to explain myself, and nobody wants to listen to me, so I'll just go slam my head up against wall. I'm better off.
0: If it wasn't working, they'd stop doing it. Define working. They're limiting damage and preventing runs. That's how, the whole point.
1: How of it. can you argue that a ground ball that gets hit right to a player in playing any given position? Where the position player
0: traditionally would have been playing.
1: Correct. That would have been a hit. Because, that would have been an out. Now it becomes a hit.
0: Because, like for you, when they stick at the second baseman directly behind second base, how many times you, you turn the TV? Time there's up. There's a time ground up. ball up the middle and there's time a guy out. standing there now where time for 100
1: out. years it wasn't. Stop. When you move the infield into a shift position are are the are the the metrics that you're going off or the percentages you're going off going based on the fact that you hit a lot of ground balls to the pull side or that you hit ground balls to the pull side in that exact spot all the time
0: they're they're positioning according to the data every the ground
1: so no no no. wait answer the question i said to the exact spot so okay we're we're making the argument that I'm putting you in the exact spot where there's a 98.2% chance that you're going to hit the ball in the setback. But, oh, by the way, like you don't hit all your ground balls to the pull side in the same exact way. So some of them go like this and some of them go like that and some of them go like that.
0: Yeah, and they're going to put you where the highest percentage of success is. They're, so now when they you, put you there and the no, ball
1: goes three degrees to the left of that, it's a hit. They go,
0: okay, yeah, and they say, okay, that's a hit.
1: I hate all of it. I don't want to talk about it
0: anymore. I'm done. I, this baffles me as you, with your love for math and percentages and like odds, they're literally trying to stack the deck in their favor. And if they I get I understand if they what get you're beat, saying. So then, what's the pro- my argument I, I is that
1: they're it. my argument is that they're not necessarily going to win by doing that. And they can't I don't eliminate
0: think it, hits. You can't eliminate hits. That's not what they're trying to do.
1: Correct. But the po- the whole point of the shift is to try to eliminate hits.
0: No, the point of the shift is to minimize hits, and to create the best scenario to prevent hits I, from happening. Like again, a ninety-eight percent is not. Reasonable. So you
1: tell me, I like statistics, and I like statistics yeah. as much as anybody. Statistically speaking, I tell you that my perception of how statistics play out is based on subjective facts in moments. Not like I like statistics, but just because I hit three hundred doesn't mean that I'm going to hit three hundred right now. Doesn't mean I'm going to hit 300 this pitch. That's that's, that's what I said. I told you I think that I'm crazy because you don't ever receive my information. And it's, oh, no, I'm it's receiving
0: a, your information. You're just you. Or, man, I'm not explaining is, myself
1: well. No, it's not my it's logic's cra- tremendous. Because I works. started this
0: whole thing. I started this whole thing by saying you made a very cavalier statement about saying more. There's as many hits are awarded by the shift as taken away from the shift. And I think that's a r- incorrect statement. Because if it, if, the, if you were right in saying that, then they just go back to where they were playing before.
1: Incorrect.
0: So they're just randomly just throwing guys out there? No, they're throwing they're a guy not, out there. They're not they're, using stack casting. They're, stat cast they're data throwing to, a to guy out there. Positioning.
1: Because from a percentage standpoint, he has a tendency to hit the ball to this part of the field. But hitting right. the ball to that part of the field doesn't mean I'm going to take away his hit.
0: The, the the whole thing is optimized to give themselves can, the, right. the best uh, chance somebody to prevent hits.
1: C- can one of our viewers or listeners or whatever it's called go look at how many hits David Ortiz We're, got in his career? Go, I, I just want to know how many hits David Ortiz got in his career that went to the left of the shortstop, to the right of the second baseman who was playing deep in the hole, and how many of those balls turned into hits
0: We can. that would have been ground out to outs second this base. This whole exchange sure. can go on right. Twitter and we awesome. can
1: ask I, I just want to know because nobody's ever run the numbers. So nobody's ever run the numbers on how many extra hits did he get because they were shifting. My point is
0: – I think hitting, that's exactly what front office
1: I people I disagree. Do, I think they go, jobs. the ground balls get hit to the right side, so we're going to put three three guys on the right side.
0: I think but, it's way more advanced than that. and way I more disagree specific. wholeheartedly. I think – I would, I would anticipate that it's adjusted based on the pitcher on the mound as well. Not and even they, close. I would anticipate that that's what's nah. happening these days. You're giving him yeah. entirely
1: Statcast. too much credit.
0: Mm, I don't know if giving I am.
1: Them, giving him entirely too much credit. I don't think I am. I was in those dugouts. That's not how we did things.
0: StatCast came out in 2015. Oh. You weren't in the dugouts in the in the. Our scouting reports were next...
1: far more simple. I talk to people about these things all the time. It's, okay. it's far more simple. Well, we have, have people to ask too much about credit. this.
0: Yeah. We have plenty of people to ask about this. We'll skip the uh, – we already talked about bigger bases. Uh, tweet of the week. I have my This is Bobby's tweet of the week. I said, if you uh, don't want to be asked to bunt, be the best serve on the team. Some people were mad about this. I think it's incredibly logical. You said that you are one-for-one one bunting in the big leagues.
1: Oh, in uh, independent ball for a base hit. I'm one-for-one. Okay, one. so I've independent tried to ball. bunt for a hit once, one-for-one.
0: One. And then I – it's because somebody posted the uh, – like the college metric for the season is bunts are going for like a 529 average. And then you chimed in with, uh, Oh, well, I'm batting a thousand on bunts. Yeah, and then of course I said, I am. and then I said, well, why did you bump more often then? And you didn't reply. You just ignored that because it wasn't uh, beneficial to you. I wanted for say. a hit
1: cause it was a submariner that I couldn't get a hit off of to save my soul. Right. So if so I know the, the matchup's bad the, for me, uh, I'm going to try to do something.
0: The reason I tweeted that was because, Twitter was the the cycle of I hate bunts, we hate bunts happened, and the the graphic of uh, bunts having a fifty two percent success rate, five twenty nine average, whatever it was, um, that meme was making its rounds. So that's like a oh more people should bunt tweet, which is stupid because more people shouldn't bunt unless they're really fast that's bunting for a hit. So I, I did my thing about if you don't want to bunt, be the best hitter on the team. And they took the bait, and it got pretty good traction. It was funny. But that's the truth. If you like M- Miguel Cabrera doesn't get asked to bunt. Joey Votto doesn't get asked to bunt. You can't
1: hit a homer if you try to bunt is the problem.
0: You also can't hit into the shift if you bunt.
1: Agreed. The game but, is But if they give you
0: that, then you should bunt. When you need it,
1: when you don't feel good at the plate, when you're facing a guy that you struggle with, those are all feel things. Like, these are the parts of the game that we're talking about that are missing. They're yeah. all feel but moments. The, They're all uh, subjective moments based on how a guy, how a player is feeling in any given moment in time. I'm never going to ask Miguel Cabrera to, to bunt. You know why? Because he's earned that respect. I don't care if he's 106 years old and he's 0 for his last 89. It doesn't matter. Just not doing it.
0: But it's also not part of his game. It's not part of his offensive threat to the opposing team. So just don't bunt. Uh it's just funny to me. Cause there's like there's a there's a, a big anti bunt movement in baseball right now. And we've got a couple people, there's a handful of people championing bunts on Twitter right now. So it's just a funny thing to me. It was I was I was uh I was creating a, a divisive line between those two factions and they both took the bait and it was funny to me. That's just, it. That's the two. I league. think
1: every no matter we live in a day and age, where no matter what you say, there's going to be dissenting opinion on both sides. So. Yeah, I don't care I, about that. It, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't either. I don't either. care
0: about dissenting opinions. The the game is played between the lines and there's times that bunting is right and there's times that bunting is wrong. So this is why to, I f- try to make good decisions is, about that. This
1: is why I feel like I'm crazy all the time when I tell you these things because I see the game from a standpoint of rational in moment evaluations of what needs to happen for any given moment, right? And you try to like predict what could happen, how it's gonna happen. And you just watch and pay attention and the game tells you what to do. And I watch it and I say, oh, we should just do that. And then it happens and you're like, yeah, see, I told you. And people are like, how'd you know that? I just, I don't know. And I'm not saying I'm right all the time. I'm not trying to be like the world prophet of the Far East. But I think people are, just, I don't know, disper- disposed to per- surface level thinking, and that's why I think I'm crazy, and I should just be done with it. I can hear you typing so clearly right now.
0: Yeah, we got a little side your audio action. audio is so good. We got a little side action on the, uh, on on what we think is gonna happen post show. It's good. About what? Yeah, just pay attention to the game. Pay attention. The game's gonna tell you what's right and wrong. There's like anybody taking a stance that bunting is completely wrong is ridiculous. Bunting can be an offensive threat, so do it when it's right. Just do it when it's right. Have it in your toolbox as an option when the situation calls for it.
1: Moments call for certain things, and every one of those certain things is going to ultimately impact the way the rest of the game will be played. That's why it's not one pitch that defines a baseball game. It's not one moment. Like Jose Bautista's three-run homer was was not the moment we won that game. It was on the surface because it happened, but there were so many other moments that played into that because had I gotten a hit with first and second uh, in the fourth inning and we went up five to one or whatever, the, the, the flow of the game, the state of the game – can change so much based on any one given moment. So we're talking about playing probabilities. It's the probability of a, a deck of cards landing on on a table is not the same as probabilities of human beings that are put on a field doing things that have emotions and thoughts that, that are tied to them. Like those cards don't have emotions. The person, the, the shuffle machine doesn't have emotions. It, it's, not, it's not a human.
0: Yeah. Well, you just try to factor all those things in if you can. And it's hard. Drew Jones hit a homer, son of Andrew. To the 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 chance of overrated in the background, and he just steps up and launches a ball to dead center. Off a kid that looked like he's throwing pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of young talent in the game. Drew Jones looks like a pretty good player. Got big time Tatis Jr. vibes watching him.
1: He's solid man. Any kid that can deal with that at a young age. I took him on my team.
0: That's a lot. Didn't Harper do that once too? Harper, uh, something happened. I think it was in the big leagues though. The guy on deck circle was saying he's overrated and then he went and hit a homer and then he came back and just talked trash to him. Do you have any moments like that in your career where somebody was chirping you and you just shoved it down their throat? I
1: don't remember. When I was young though, I, I, was, I would've gotten too worked up, too caught up in the moment. Um, later on, I tried to embrace being hated uh, in some ways because I just started looking at it with a different lens I don't have any vivid recollection of a moment somebody was like all upon me because in the minor leagues nobody really cares like they don't they don't even watch it they, like there's no vested interest in the game so yeah Fan I, bases saw, are I not saw a basketball video like some that. high
0: school kid did something similar some like five-star recruit or something playing against a team and the, the crowd was chanting overrated Then you like nailed a huge three and then dunked in somebody's face and then just flexed on everybody. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of, if you're the guy, it, if you're getting overrated chance, you're pretty good. There's chances are you're pretty good. And instead of getting emotional or upset about it, you should probably be like, damn, I'm good. This it, it would boost my confidence if people were chanting that stuff. For sure. Cause that means you're a stud and people are afraid of you. They don't boo nobodies, as uh, Reggie Jackson said.
1: They only right. boo the good ones.
0: That's all I've got. We don't have any post-show. I think that was a post-show. Any other final comments? No. You're flustered. You're flustered.
1: No, I'm just going to go sign my head up against the wall. I told you. I don't want to talk about anything with anyone ever again anymore.
0: We got breaking news. That just happened, like just right now. Russell Wilson traded to Denver, the Broncos. Out of Sierra all the things about that, that
1: we've talked, about, out of all the things we've talked about, that's the one I care the least about today.
0: Do you think Sierra is upset about that? His wife. Denver's so a cool mean, city.
1: Doesn't do anything for me.
0: Denver versus Seattle, ten years ago versus now. I think Seattle was pretty good, but probably not great now. Why was he so upset? He was really upset up there.
1: I don't know. I'm, he, was, I don't, he was the
0: face of the franchise, and now he's. I stopped he's paying
1: attention to the NFL when Tom Brady retired. Told you, I don't watch. But I'm not watching Russell, anymore.
0: Russell Wilson was the face of the franchise. They Tom Brady beat Russell Wilson in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I watched that. That was that was great. So why did he get mad? Tom you was the
0: attention then. It's what? tough to talk to you when you're full salt.
1: No, I'm not full salt. I just I don't I don't want to have an opinion anymore. Cause I feel crazy.
0: So is that, is that this the last episode of Pelotero Pickle? We wrap yeah, up. Yeah, I'm at, done. At
1: 79, I'm, I'm done. It's <laughs> over. It's over. I don't. I don't. I need to go jump off a bridge or something. Because it's. I, I. I'm like. Instead of doing hey, that. How do people, people not see what I see?
0: It's what you're saying is not even remotely logical. No,
1: but you're. It's so incredibly logical, and I, I need underst- to
0: see. I understand what you're saying, but if I need to you're see vivid
1: true- proof. Bobby, you're, the whole you're point of what I'm talking about. No, you're I'm making not making a statement, a
0: statement. Without looking at any data,
1: I'm not not looking at any data. I'm look. I you're, need to understand how the data league. will be compromised.
0: You're. You're. I'm you're, done.
1: I told you I don't want to talk about it anymore.
0: Thirty major league teams have analytics departments that. Don't that know are not, you
1: know. no, they're just not as complex as you give them credit for. Bye. I'm done. Pelotero out. We're done. We're done. It's over. Pelotero out. Russell Wilson of the Broncos. Pickle See out, ya. Not
0: Pelotero. Pelotero.
1: Pelotero, sorry. pickle, whatever. Pickle I'm out.
0: out.